massage experts, Christmas time, it can oftentimes be difficult to decide what to get for that person that you care about, especially if you live in their same home, husband, wife, uh, and sometimes a gift to everyone is, is sort of uh, a great gift. You know, a lot of people do this, like, well, let's do something together. What can we, it'll be a gift to both of us. I recommend Garage Experts. You know, this garage, it's generally a, a guy's space, I'd say, if you're going to stereotype. But one of the reasons that that's the case, I suspect, is because guys can make it a little cluttered, can make it a little messy, and it's just too much. It can be too much. But with Garage Experts and the customized storage, in addition to the flooring improvements that can be made, uh, it is essentially adding a whole new room to your house, a livable space that you can host events in if you want to. For someone like me, a small event. Uh, but nonetheless, it becomes an area that is an additional room on your home for use outside of storage and your vehicle. If you go to... Um, our Facebook page, 1041 Nick Reed. Under videos, you can see the transformation of my garage to get a sense. You don't have to have some, you know, massive garage or facility in order to benefit from it. In fact, um, given the, you know, I got a small two car garage. Uh, and so that oftentimes doesn't have the space that some of you may have with larger garages. Uh, and that's where storage can be all that much more important. Garage experts under Nick's endorsements. Keep in mind for Christmas. Is where I think sick, my wife uh, asked me last night. She said, how many weeks until Christmas? I think I counted six. That's where we are. We got Thanksgiving coming up. I mean, I it's know. just, it's like time every flies. Year, every year we have this conversation. It, and it just goes a little bit quicker each year. It does. I don't like it. I don't either. I, I think back to when I was uh, at the age, two weeks was an eternity. I, right. It was. Yeah. But a lot of times it was because you didn't necessarily have, if, especially if you were young and you were in, when you're in school, then there are these benchmarks, right? Friday or you have tests, you've got this report that you have to do. When it comes to summer vacation, oftentimes, and then your Christmas break, you're just sort of floating. Time is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. There isn't, oh, I've got to do this by this deadline and that by dead, that deadline. Whereas you're an adult, those things are almost always occurring. Right. Uh, you know, bills or your work, even if you're on vacation, especially now, given that, you know, cell phones and emails, people that are on vacation oftentimes aren't really on vacation because they're still tethered to that. And so it, it, it makes time go by so much faster, it seems like, as opposed to when it just, you know, whatever. Dude, Christmas break in my mind might as well have been eight years. I remember, like yeah, that? I remember having Christmas break and then like, I don't know, five or six days into it, I would get bored. Like, gosh, <laughs> I would just, I would love like, you know, five or six days off in a row. To get enough to where you're bored. Yes. And, oh, I should kind of want to go back and miss my friends. Uh -huh. and miss. And then summertime, if you had some kids are uh, their summer, it's camp. Uh, you know, I, I will say the girl child, her her summers are generally packed. She may have may have collectively two weeks 
uh, of doing sort of nothing. What do you want to do? Go to the movies, go roller skating outside of that. It is, it's, it's planned activities, but, um, I wasn't really that way. I was just more, Oh, summertime, you play with your friends Mm -hmm. and it did it. It just, you might as well until about one week, you know, when it was, whenever we went to do the school shopping, pick out the trapper keeper and the folders and all of that stuff. That's when it started to set in. Oh, okay. Um, we're going to, we're, we're, we're getting back to time, but other than that, just floating through time. Yep. I agree. Just floating through time goes by so fast, so fast. (sighs) That's all I have to say about that. Congressman Burleson, he's going to join us coming up here in just a few moments. Let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A Buffalo man is dead after a single car crash Sunday morning. The accident happened on Highway H, four miles east of Buffalo, according to the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Christopher Amrose ran off the right side of the road and flipped. The car hit a ditch and Amrose was ejected, and he died at the scene. And other news, conservation officials have been working to remove feral hogs from the state for several years, but it remains the issue for dozens of counties. A new report states feral hogs remain a concern for at least 38 counties, particularly for those south of I-44. Feral hogs are an invasive species that pose several concerns due to their destructive nature. Officials say they're capable of killing smaller native animals, damaging land landscapes, contaminating water, and spreading diseases. Officials say more than 50,000 have been removed from the state since 2016. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunny 70 today. Clear tonight with a low of 40. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 66. A couple of reminders, ways that you can benefit at KSGF.com. Show us your best shot. Brad Pistole and Safe Money Radio. Brad Pistole personally picked out like $500 of stuff. I mean, it's a big prize package. We have everything that's in it. Hunter related at KSGF.com. Just go some, up, up, upload your photos. It could be from past seasons. Every, or every time, or I shouldn't say that. When you enter, that is an entry or when you upload a photo. So it's not a best photo or the most point or anything like that. Uh, We just want to get photos up there and uh, that way you can look at them. Others can look at them. And when you do upload a photo, then you will be entered for that. We also have your chance to win tickets to the Rock the Country Music Festival coming up. Poplar Bluff, Missouri. This is June 28th, 29th. Jason Aldean, Kid Rock, among others, will be there. So this is, you know, obviously way in advance, but it's going to be quite an event. And that's why we're giving away tickets uh, now. Um, All you have to do is go to ksgf.com in order to get registered for that. want to welcome Congressman Burleson. He is joining us. I, I saw that you were doing some hunting. Yes. I got to, um, have a great experience with my daughter. We were in the in the uh, deer stand for oh maybe two three hours, and then um, we turned we we got to see lots of wildlife. We had a whatever that became daybreak. There was a a barred owl that was probably ten feet away from us. That that's cool. Um, we got to see and then uh, saw lots of wild turkeys and some deer. Turned down several deer and then an eight point. Uh, came by and I on if I hadn't have been with my daughter I probably would have waited and 
because I'm I've got buck fever. I want to get a sure get a wall hanger of some kind. Yeah, but it, eight points is a pretty good. It was a pretty good buck, and and to have a successful hunt with her is a good memory. Uh, we're we're hearing talks about shutdown. You have in the past talked about what uh, it seemed the plan might be under Speaker Johnson that could potentially involve a shutdown, but given the the scenario that we're in, it would be managed in a way that would ultimately result in things being better. Um, wh- where does all this stand now? Explain to us where we are, what people are going to hear, what the reality is when it comes to these budgets and the potential shutdown. Yeah, so... I was hoping that we would be, that we would try to get something out of it, um, that we would get some policy change out of it, but I don't believe we are. And if and so, he's doing a clean CR that's broken into two two steps. And I mean, to me, it's just you now. The only benefit is that you're you're trying to keep the Senate engaged. You're keeping them here. You're keeping them on the task of trying to pass the appropriation bills. Um, we'll see how, the, if that works, but it, but what we are passing is a continuation until, until February of the Nancy Pelosi principles and ideas in the way in which she mm-hmm. budgeted last year. So it's not exactly um, a big win. It gets him to the table uh, in January for potentially a better win. But for me, it's not enough. I'm ready to fight now. I'm not afraid of the shutdown. I think if you, yeah. if you were afraid to shut down the government, you're going to get nothing. And so that's because they're always going to know that you won't be willing to shut down the government. So they'll push mm. you to the very end and force whatever they want on you. Well, that's you what... have to, you have to, Yeah. I was going to say it's a weapon that they always use because they know it's almost as we watch with Hamas and and uh, uh, humanitarian aid and holding hostages. They they repeat the the tactic over and over again because they know that the other side is going to um, essentially comply with them. And we see that over and over again, government shutdowns where the, the Democrats always use Republicans fear of a government shutdown in order to manipulate them. Yeah, and then this one is. Uh, so I, I would have voted no, and I would have, I would have just been quiet about it. But, but because they decided to go an extra mile, and you know, of all the policy things that they're going to add in the bill, they're going to add a renewal of the, of the farm bill or the ag bill. And what it is is, I don't, I don't think it's a farm bill anymore when it's eighty-five percent math or or food stamps. And we're going to just allow Joe Biden and his policies to continue because when Joe Biden took office, he, he relaxed regulations on SNAP, which doubled the amount of people that are now on SNAP or food stamps. And we're, we're pushing that onto the States. We're putting, we're encouraging more people to be dependent on government who would, would otherwise be able to go out and get a job. This is young, able-bodied workforce, and we're going to just continue it. And that, to me, uh, angers me that that we're we're going to completely punt on that policy for a year, 
and, and not have that fight because I want to have a discussion about food stands. So, so what happened here? What, why did last time we talked with you, I think there were six or seven of, of these different budgets had been dealt with, or there was a hope for that many, maybe fewer. Um, what, what happened? Why is it that we are once again, punting this down the road under Mike Johnson as the new speaker? I think that he, I don't know exactly, but my guess is that he can only handle so many big fights mm. um, or wants to manage how many big fights that we can have. So he wants to have the fight on funding for Ukraine and, and, and Israel funding that all of those, if we're going to do them, they have to be paid for. And then, and that we require that the border be closed. And I think that may, I'm just guessing, I don't know, but that may be, he thinks that's, enough and that adding more fights to the plate is too much or a bridge too far. But it, to me, it's uninspiring enough that I'm going to, I'm going to vote. No, we're talking with Congress. I'm going to be a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking with Congressman <laughs> Burleson. There has been some coverage over this attempt by Florida Republican, Matt Gates moving to defund plans for the new office building with uh we're talking about fbi with an amendment to the financial service and general government appropriations act of 2024 democrats unanimously were for the continued funding for the fbi uh, a majority of republicans were but there were 70 republicans that crossed uh, over the aisle to join with the the democrats to protect the fbi from this um what are your thoughts on this yeah i was disgusted there, it wasn't just that that amendment, there was a handful of dozens of conservative amendments that would have brought that, that appropriation item down to, um, you know, the levels that we had talked about because it was going in at a, at a higher dollar cap appropriation than what we had, uh, what we had agreed upon in conference um, with, with McCarthy as the top line number. Well, once McCarthy was out, these appropriators decided, well, oh, there's no more, there's no top line numbers, so we can appropriate whatever we want. And the and the problem, Nick, in D.C. is that Republicans and Democrats like to spend money. Yeah. Sadly, there's very few conservatives, and you saw that happen on the floor with this vote. You can't think of a worse time to give the FBI a gift in a, in a new headquarters than, than this. When the FBI is targeting parents as terrorists, the FBI is trying to embed themselves in the Catholic Church to go after Catholics, and the FBI is doing everything it can to investigate an innocent man, Donald Trump, from the moment that he was elected to public office. This, the FBI denied that the Hunter Biden laptop existed when they knew it existed. The FBI um, worked with with the um, social media companies to suppress the story about the about the Biden laptop and and call it Russian a Russian hoax, the the FBI does not deserve a new F three hundred and fifty billion dollar uh, building. You know, if what? anything, they need we need to see people cut their salaries be cut. And the implications, I think, are even further beyond that. And and it had not really clicked in my mind until I saw a tweet that was put out by um, uh, FBI whistleblower Steve Friend, and he tweeted out, 
Last year, I brought protected whistleblower disclosure about FBI weaponization to House GOP. They used it to go on TV, get elected. I lost my career, and I'm under FBI investigation. Today, the House GOP voted to give the FBI $300 million headquarter. Soulless demons go to hell. And I thought to myself, you know, this do- I, what message does this send to whistleblowers? Here's a guy who is facing horrific repercussions because he did the right thing, the thing that so many Americans really wanted people within the FBI to do. And then he watches with, you know, the Republicans control things, but 70 Republicans, you know, decide to just go ahead, everything as usual, give the FBI even more than they had before. And it really does send a message to whistleblowers that there is no benefit whatsoever to blowing the whistle on corruption. Um, because you'll suffer punishment for it, and and you, there's just no upside. Yeah, that's disgusting. Um, I, I I'm looking up that article right now. Uh, that's disturbing, and I and I agree with him a hundred percent. I agree with him a hundred percent. I'm disappointed with my colleagues who seem to have no appetite to do difficult things. Uh, they just want to make the big swamp in DC happy. And I, I I'm extremely disappointed. I'm, I'll look into this and, and ask mm-hmm. these questions. And, um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but he's right. I know it's awful. And, I, and something has to change. The good news, the only silver lining in all this is that because we're forcing these people who would otherwise stay way below the surface, and never peek out their heads and never vote for anything because we're exposing them and making them come to the surface. Now their, their, their voters will know who, who is, or who's actually part of the swamp yeah. and who's not, which who's it, actually trying to cut. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, cause I have one other question for you, Congressman Burleson, but for those of you listening, some of you who are within the listening area, uh, have other members of Congress that, that, you know, represent you Republicans. Um, and you need to know how your member of Congress voted on this. And I'll share that coming up here after we finish up with Congressman Burleson. But I did want to ask you about Israel, uh, the, the latest there when it comes to funding, the funding fight, and, and just where things are. Um, well, they, they did not put the Israeli funding in this uh, continuing resolution. If, if he had done that, I, I might have voted for it, uh, it be, with the pay-for provision. So because right now, that we, the bill that we sent over to the Senate is still sitting over there. It, we're funding Israel to the tune. I think it's, a, it's $14 billion. And um, I think I made a mistake earlier when I said the FBI building is $300 billion. It's $300 million. $300 million now. But, but, but yeah, yeah. But the FBI building, um, sorry, the the Israeli funding is $14 billion. That comes out of money that is going into the IRS to fund, you know, the 87,000 new IRS agents. It doesn't pull all of the money, so they're getting the vast majority of the money that they need to add all of those IRS agents. But we're just trying to peel some of that back and slow the growth of the IRS in order if we're going to pay for or fund support for Israel. I think it's a fiscally responsible maneuver. I think it's a small ask, but the Senate is balking on it and Chuck Schumer saying that he's not gonna do it. To me, I, 
I would have liked to see Mike Johnson put it back in the stuff, the, um, the continuing resolution and then, then send us home on Thursday and make Chuck Schumer have to eat it. Right. That, yeah. That's the, right. that's what yeah. I would have done. Um, but I think that, uh, I, I am, I, I do think Mike Johnson wants to do the right thing. We just need to give him the, the political courage to do the right yeah. thing. All right. Thank you, sir. Congressman Burleson is always great pleasure. Hopefully we'll get a, a chance to talk with you next week again. Thanks, Nick. Take care. All right. You do the same. Springfield's Talk 1041 coming up. I am it, talking about the Republicans that cross the aisle to betray these whistleblowers is what th- this is. And they, I'm sure they see it otherwise and say it otherwise. But the words of one of these whistleblowers telling those Republicans to go to hell tells us what we need to know. Now, Missouri, we have five Republicans, that members of Congress, two Democrats, five Republicans. Only two Republicans voted for this amendment to deny that funding to the FBI. One of them, Congressman Burleson, you just heard. I'll share with you the other Republican member of Congress. And those of you who have Republican members that sided with Cori Bush... When it comes to the funding for the FBI. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. There's breaking news and we'll bring you the details um, when they are available. Secret Service agents open fire on carjackers. Apparently um, has something to do with someone in Biden's family. Like I said, those details developing and. Uh, we will get those to you and you'll, of course, hear them throughout the day. All right, coming up, the Republicans that rewarded the FBI with a new headquarters. And in the words of one whistleblower from the FBI, those members are soulless demons who can go to hell. We'll tell you if your Republican member of Congress here in Missouri so stood with Cori Bush and supported the FBI's funding for this. Next, I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast, color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, 70 for a high today, clear 40 tonight, mostly sunny with a high of 66 tomorrow. Interest rates, crest questions, many people holding off on buying a home because of the interest rates. But don't do, do not make that decision just based off of your instinct because you need knowledge in there, right? We don't want to be people that are purely driven by emotions. You want to have as much information as possible, and every scenario is different. That's where Don Carriker, Alex Carriker, Anthony Carriker, that uh, they all come in, and uh, with that Carriker team, Don passing the torch, of course. I mentioned him. Um, he's retired now from IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. Anthony and Eric's carrying that torch with the team there, and this is what they do. This is how they provide you the best service you're going to get is they find out your particular situation and they give you all the information that pertains to your particular situation. And remember, you always this is something that Don always passed along, is that you may marry the house, but you are dating the interest rate. In other words, when those interest rates go down, you can refinance and benefit from it while getting the house now. Okay? So, I want a great loan.com because you do. All right, so the latest information, Secret Service agents fire gun amid car break-in while protecting Biden's granddaughter. A U.S. Secret Service agent assigned to protect uh, President Biden's granddaughter, Naomi, opened fire overnight at attempted car break-in suspects. Uh, 
in Washington, D.C., Fox News confirmed around 11.58 p.m. last night in the Georgetown neighborhood of D.C., Secret Service agents encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied government vehicle, the agency confirmed in a statement obtained by Fox News. Why, why does the granddaughter have a government vehicle? Already I have a lot of questions here. During the encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon, and it is believed no one was struck, the Secret Service said. The offenders immediately fled the scene in a red vehicle, and a regional lookout was issued to supporting units. There was no threat to any protectees, and the incident is being investigated by the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department and the Secret Service. Secret Service agents were out with Naomi Biden, the 29-year-old eldest daughter of Hunter and one of his ex-wives, I don't know how many he has, in the Georgetown neighborhood late Sunday night when they saw three people trying to break into a parked and unmarked Secret Service SUV in the nation's capital confirmed the report. Washington has seen a significant rise in carjacking, so forth, so forth, so forth. So the government vehicle, according to this story, it sounds as if it was a Secret Service vehicle, and Hunter Biden's granddaughter is all... How is it that RFK Jr., who has had numerous attempts by armed individuals to get to him, is still being refused Secret Service protection, but Joe Biden's granddaughter has it? I'm not saying that she should not get it. But doesn't that seem to be just a little bit inconsistent? Now, some obvious questions here. One, they say that none of the protectees, in other words, the individuals that are being protected by the Secret Service were in danger at any time. So the obvious question is, well, why was a firearm discharged? Now, this doesn't, what it doesn't say is that they did not come under fire. We don't know that. This particular story does not indicate one way or another whether the Secret Service agents came under fire. So they could have simply been outside or checking things out before Naomi was, was heading out to a vehicle and then they saw people breaking in potentially three individuals trying to break into the Secret Service vehicle and then told them to stop and they fired a shot, Secret Service fired back. That information's not, at this point, I don't want to say it's not available, but that they're, they're not saying that that's what happened. So if they were fired upon without being fired on first, why was that? If they were fired upon, and then they fired back. And I don't know that I feel very positive about this. The fact that they all got away. Are we, we're dealing with a situation here in which the agency that is charged with protecting individuals, in this case, the family of the president of the United States, you have three individuals that engaged potentially in gunfire. At the very least, the Secret Service, I'm assuming, felt that there was a deadly risk there because they used deadly force against them, and they managed to not get any three of them? I'm telling you, this administration on numerous levels, demonstrates the level of protection, whether it's against the president. I mean, let's not forget, they couldn't figure out who, you got 
white substance being brought into the White House. No one can figure out who does that. We have three individuals that engage apparently in, I mean, some sort of deadly force. The Secret Service used deadly force against them. They managed to get away. On a larger scale, of course, spy balloons flying over the country. That's allowed to happen. It's just... doesn't give you a real sense of security. Now, there may be more information that comes out that makes this all seem very clear and rebuild confidence. I'm not going to hold my breath. Wef- um, all right, so the Federalist is this piece here. These Republicans just rewarded FBI with new headquarters. Now, we spoke with Congressman Burleson moments ago. He was not one of these Republicans. The Federalist writes, On the day the DOJ announced arrests related to a brothel that focused on political clients, these 70 Republicans voted to give the FBI brand new headquarters. Florida Republican Representative Matt Gates moved to defund plans for the new office building with an amendment to the Financial Services and General Government Appropriations Act of 2024. House Democrats were unanimous in opposing the Gates proposal and were joined by 70 Republicans. Gates' proposal failed 273 to 145 in a Wednesday vote the same day the Justice Department unveiled three arrests over a sophisticated high-end brothel ring operating in Virginia and Massachusetts. You may ask yourself, why is that put in this story? Why is it relevant? I I think that the Federalist is very, very subtly laying some breadcrumbs in there for the reader to draw some conclusions without spelling it out. And I want to explain that in a moment. The Federalist notes, despite decades of misconduct, revealing an agency politicized beyond repair on behalf of Democrats dispatched to prosecute political opponents, House Republicans have given the FBI a multi-million dollar new complex to interfere in foreseeable elections. And then they list through. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Congressman Burleson not only voted in favor of denying them that financial reward, but was disgusted at Republicans who didn't deny them that. Out of the five elected members of Congress that are Republicans in Missouri, only one other voted in favor of denying them that funding, and that was Congressman Alford. He's of the, uh, the listening area to the north over to the western border of Missouri. As you can imagine, Emanuel Cleaver, Democrat congressman, Kansas City area, voted against denying the FBI the financial reward, as did Sob Squad, Defund the Police, and BLM anti-Semitic activist Cory Bush, joining Cleaver and Bush. Republican Congressman Luke Meyer. Republican Congressman Graves. Republican Congressman Smith, who is our coverage reaches the Smith area. Those of you who listen or who live to the east of the Springfield listening area in all likelihood fall under him. And Republican Congresswoman Wagner. So Graves, Luke Meyer, Smith and Wagner, Republicans all joined with among others, Sob Squad member Cory Bush to reward the FBI with that funding. Now this is the real unfortunate and devastating component to this 
FBI whistleblower calls those House GOP members soulless demons after voting to give the agency the $300 million headquarter. The FBI whistleblower calling them soulless demons after they voted for funds for the new FBI headquarters and have not taken steps to reform the troubled bureau. In a tweet posted on Twitter, whistleblower Steve Freed, formerly of the FBI, called out the House, or he may, st- I don't know if he's still with the FBI or not, called out the House GOP after they voted, along with Democrats, to give the FBI the new headquarters. He said the following quote, last year, I brought protected whistleblower disclosures about FBI weaponization to House GOP. They used it to go on TV and get elected. I lost my career and am under FBI investigation. Today, the House GOP voted to give the FBI $300 million headquarters soulless demons go to hell, end quote. Friend claimed, when the 70 House Republicans voted with Democrats to approve the $300 million for the FBI, it was a direct contradiction of a commitment made to him by Representative Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Now, why Jim Jordan made that commitment, uh, yeah, I mean, perhaps he did not realize that there were so many Republicans that would side with Democrats in the FBI on this. I don't know. Freed also said people who swore to lay down their lives for America have questionable loyalty to the country. They are purging and rebuilding an FBI with people willing to roll over their own countrymen. How can we blame good people within the agencies for keeping their mouths shut when these are the results? I mean, here's a whistleblower under investigation by the FBI. His career is life turned upside. And for what? So that he can watch the, the, of the two parties, the one that's supposed to be fixing the problem of corruption, have a significant portion of, I mean, out of the, out of the, Seven Republican, only two voted to strip them of their funding in Missouri as members of Congress. All the other Republicans sided with the two Democrats in Missouri. All the, all the Democrats voted for this. I guess when it really, truly comes down to it, we see who these people are. The Federalist in their sh- and the Federalists they list all seventy of the Republicans who have betrayed the whistleblowers and the American people and sided with the FBI on this. They make the reference in here that this was on the same day the DOJ announced arrest related to a brothel that focused on political clients. And one may read this and think, well, why is that relevant? I'll explain that next. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, hunting season is among us. And if you were out there over the weekend and realized that it is time to go ahead and add to your firearm collection, or maybe you are needing new accessories, then look no further than Brad and his team down there at Quick Draw Gun. Now, Quick Draw Gun, it's located in Monette, and they are a locally owned shop. They have great selection and even better prices. And Brad and his team, they can help you out uh, with everything from adding to your collection, uh, ammo restocks, accessories, 
batteries, gunsmithing, and even custom laser engraving and Cerakoting services. And uh, with Christmas right around the corner, uh, those laser engraving and Cerakoting services would make a great Christmas gift, especially if you have that person that's a little difficult to shop for. Now, if you are wanting to make a trip down there, head over to ksgf.com, click on the Sarah's Endorsements tab, and there you will find all of the contact information, shop location, and store hours for Quick Draw Gun in Monette. There's a scene in Braveheart that always just really has stuck with me to this day, and I haven't seen the film in years. And it's one of the big battles, the bloody battles that are going on, and there's a scene where William Wallace, he's in the mix of the battle, and he knocks a helmeted knight off his horse and he pulls it off and he sees it's his friend and ally Robert the Bruce with the enemy and Mel Gibson does such a tremendous job of relaying the raw sense of absolute betrayal of that thunderstruck moment in which he realized that ultimately this person that he was working with as an ally who believed was there fighting for the same cause actually was working to help the enemy. I mean, it was just of all the moments in that movie, to me, that is the one that has always struck out the most. And there are moments in time that that scene flashes through my mind and it flashes through my mind today as I read the tweet from the whistleblower from the, the FBI commenting on the 70 Republicans who have not only done nothing to try and fix the injustices of corruption in a politicized FBI, but continue to give the FBI whatever it wants, acting as an ally to the FBI instead of truth, justice, and the American people. To some degree, though it doesn't shock me any longer, you get you get that sense. I, I, I don't know if it's betrayal as much as it, almost hopelessness, where you think, what's the point? And while there are, and there were, this was this was an amendment Matt Gates put forward to pull that three hundred million dollar from the FBI. It's not it hasn't been given to them yet, but to deny it saying, essentially, we have got to fix this completely corrupt institution before we make it bigger. Congressman Burleson, uh, we spoke with earlier, said he was just disgusted by this. You're happy. Yeah, Alfred. Yeah, he was one of the other Republicans in Missouri that also voted to block that funding. All the other Republicans... Yeah, he represents uh, my area, and he's uh, the Buffalo area, and you know, and then so, over, yeah, and yeah. then he goes over to the western border of yep. the of the state. But all the other Republicans side with Democrat Cleaver and Cory Bush on this, and I and I th- let me tell you what that's why Republicans continue to lack enthusiasm when it comes to the elections. That's why Republicans, it's not Donald Trump. When you look at enthusiasm. 
and the the desire to get out because a voter believes this is an individual or these are people that are going to change things for the better. Donald Trump delivers that. But whenever Republican voters realize that their members of Congress do these sorts of things, why do you expect them to go out and vote for you? That's where the problem is. It's not Donald Trump. Now, I mentioned it was noted in the Federalist story that on the same day this vote was occurring, there was this raid and this it was supposed to be a high end prostitution ring uh, that, among others, serviced politicians, potentially and politicians. They're, um, uh, you know, they've got close connections. We can no longer believe that these timings are, co- are, are of coincidence. This is the same FBI that raided the home of campaign folks for Eric Adams as he was on his way to Washington, D.C. to highlight the problems with the Biden administration's border policies. And now on a day that members of Congress are voting as to whether or not to strip funding that they desperately want, they raid a high-level prostitution ring that has connections to, you know, many of those members of Congress. Do we really think that that is a coincidence? And do we really think that that there are no members of Congress that, that know the FBI probably has some dirt on them? I wonder how much of a difference this vote will make in terms of whether or not we learn the names of any of these individuals or is this going to be an epstein island sort of scenario american transmissions talking text line jason smith congressman voted for the fbi building funding he's a king member on the ways and means committee and the house investigations of hunter and joe biden disgusting glenn beck's next i'm nick